you know, one of us is going to do the shopping while the other one's in the house. And by the way, this works for people who are not retired either and who are living in, in close quarters. One of us will shop while the other one's cleaning the house or the other one will uh, go out and do chores while the other one's in the house doing something else so that you manage to create some kind of space with each other. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss how you and your spouse can thrive during the retirement years when the daily chores are less burdensome and when you and your spouse might have different ideas of what retirement looks like. Stay tuned. Doesn't it sound nice to come home after a long day at work and to see your spouse sitting at the table with a bottle of beautiful red cracked open waiting for you? We think so too, which is why we have the Hitched Wine Club. Visit hitchedmag.com, click the Wine Club link, and join today. It's super easy, takes just a couple clicks. Each shipment comes with exclusive date ideas to help you and your spouse reconnect, and every bottle is guaranteed. Again, go to hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link to learn more. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Uh, She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And if you love Karen's voice like I do, you can also get more of it on her own radio show, Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship, on the Sex Talk Radio Network, out with new episodes every Wednesday And today, Karen has uh, graced us with her presence to discuss retirement. Um, So we have talked a lot on this podcast about how marriage is a long game, you know, hopefully. We hope, yes. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Uh, And I want to talk today about getting on the same page for retirement. And Mm -hmm. just like in the beginning, we will spend a lot of time focusing on the wedding and not necessarily what happens after the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. We then will get past the honeymoon and we think we're doing so good. And we will start thinking about our getting our careers going and raising kids and all that stuff, uh, but not what to do after that happens. And which is understandable, by the way, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus here. It's just the way that we have this. And I think America, maybe in particular, and I can get very meta on this uh, if you guys want, but uh, I feel like America also has a very like shrunken down frame of reference in time. But so I want to ask you, Karen, what should couples take into consideration when they're having their retirement conversation uh, with their spouse? Well, first of all, I think it's really good that you're bringing this up. And, you know, your last phrase was when they're having their retirement discussion. And I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think a lot of couples don't have their retirement conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times they are at the point of retirement and they haven't had the discussion. And truly, if you're going to uh, plan properly, it really is a discussion that should take place many years before the actual retirement. Um, and I think that, you know, we tend to be a society that 
is youth-oriented and we don't want to think in terms of retirement. And just because you're having that discussion doesn't mean that you're going to retire next year. But there are actual things that you should be thinking about or preparing or having a mindset about that would be important to be discussing many years before you actually go into retirement. So it's important to have that discussion. Yeah, I was actually going to add that one of the things that I find really interesting about this topic is when it does come to retirement, almost all the conversation, at least the stuff that I hear uh, is pertaining to money. Yes. That seems to be the only conversation or the most prevalent conversation people have about retirement. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense because money is equals security, right? Mm -hmm. And stability. But I feel like there's so much more to retirement about what the hell are you going to do Mm -hmm. in retirement that is a big part of it. And we'll get into some of that stuff in a minute. But before we even do that, I wanted to ask you, is this a topic that you see in your office, people coming in? No. 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 Now, it may be because, you know, what I see a lot of is people coming in because they're not getting along. They have communication problems. They're, you know, having sexual problems, things like that. Um, You know, and it may be the population that I'm working with is a little bit younger. Um, But no, most people don't come in to say we're addressing retirement issues and we're lost. We don't know what to do about it. So I don't know whether it is because of the particular group that I'm working with or whether it is, in fact, not, you know, something that a lot of people just don't want to address. You know, it's like I I don't want to deal. You know, if you're retiring, Mm -hmm. it means you're getting to a different part of your life. Yeah. You know, the more end of life. It doesn't mean that you are at the end of your life, but it certainly means you're approaching end of life kinds of issues. And a lot of people don't want to face that. So why have the retirement discussion? Sure. Um, so what, okay, I mentioned money and there's more to the conversation than just money. So what are some of the things that you think couples should be talking about when they well, discuss okay, retirement? So certainly, okay, so certainly money is important because if you plan properly, then you're not going to be hit up, you know, when you're really in a pinch by not having put away money for yourself um, in advance so that you do have funds. Now, I am certainly not expert in this area, mm-hmm. but there are lots of people who can guide you as far as being, you know, financial advisors, whatever. And I would recommend that you, a couple would speak to and interview a couple of different people in order to see who they're comfortable with and what kinds of things are being suggested um, so that they're not um, in a desperate place. So they have the ability to really educate themselves and see what makes the most sense for them. I mean, um, my husband and I have been very good about doing this. And the financial advisor that we have um, has managed our monies through the years where when we were younger, the kinds of investments we made were more volatile, were a little bit riskier. And as we're getting older, our investments are more conservative mm-hmm. because we have to be a little bit more careful now. We we don't have um, the um, you don't have the time to make up a loss, yeah. right? Exactly, exactly. So um, you know, you want to be able to talk to somebody who really gets what your situation is and is going to be able to respect it and and work with you. And the thing um, about I was just going to add the thing about 
financial security is more than just the security of it, but it also opens up options for what you can do with that money as you get older. So if you wanted to travel or Correct. take on a hobby, you would have that as an option as opposed to uh, a very limited fixed uh, retirement Correct. amount. And then you just have to basically make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches till the dying days. Correct. Okay. So that brings us to, you know, what else should you be discussing, which yeah. is what is it that you want to do, you know, when you're no longer having to be at a structured environment where you're bringing in a paycheck on a regular basis? You know, what are your dreams? What are your hopes? What are the things that you've, you know, always wanted to do, but never felt that you had the opportunity to do? Do you want to travel? Do you want to take classes? Are there hobbies that, you know, you've wanted to, you know, try, but, you know, you never thought you had the opportunity to do? So it's a dream, about, it's, it's a discussion about the things that you sort of, you know, might like to try, might, might want to um, take a little bit of a, an adventure. And, and, and that adventure doesn't mean necessarily going to Africa or, you know, um, trying to be an astronaut or something. But I'm saying just doing some things that you've never had the opportunity to do because you were raising your children and you were trying to, you know, have a secure um, financial situation. And now you're going to have the time in order to do things that are more significant for you mm -hmm. and your personal needs. And I would say that having that conversation with your spouse is important so that you're on the same page and your expectations are understood yes. so that when you take off at 12 o'clock in the afternoon to go do your class, they're like, where the hell are you going? Right. They know. <laughs> right. This is okay. something that you talk now, about. And, and of course, you know, a lot of times when I'm working with my couples and they're going on a vacation, I ask them to have a five minute discussion about what their expectations are for that vacation. Because mm -hmm. without knowing it, each person thinks, oh, when we're on vacation, this is what it's going to look like. Well, if you're not on the same page about what it's going to look like, you can both end up having a miserable time on your vacation. One thinks they're going to sleep in, they're just going to sit around the pool, they're just going to, you know, you know, yeah. veg out. The other one thinks, oh, good, we're on vacation, we're going to be able to get up first thing in the morning and go explore and look at all these things and blah, blah. And if you're not on the same page, or you haven't expressed your different agendas, then that can become very messy and very upsetting. Well, in the same way, if one person's thinking about retirement is, oh, I've worked my whole life, and I don't want to have a schedule. I don't want to feel like there's things I have to do. I want to get up in the morning and just see how the day, you know, falls out. And the other person is, no, for all these years, I've worked and worked, and I now want to be able to take classes. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to try um, uh, rowboating and canoeing, you know, whatever. Then that's going to create a problem. Mm -hmm. So, again, you need to share with each other what you each expect, what your dreams and hopes are. Are you planning on doing your retirement together or do you, are you comfortable with each of you doing your own thing and periodically doing things together? So it's important to talk about what your expectations are, what you're hoping that time period will look like for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and retirement, uh, as we've been discussing, is one of these stages of life that it's it's new it's it's that it's that end of your uh cycle i guess you would say but not the 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 
you know, not the very end. So what can people do um, when they hit this life stage and they want something different than their spouse? And so I think an obvious example would be, okay, let's say uh, uh, we are in a cold environment. Let's say New York and you want to retire to Florida, but your spouse loves New York. They do not want to leave New York and move to Florida where it's warmer. Mm -hmm. What do you do in that kind of a scenario where it's like, I grew up here. I needed to be here. My work was here. My family was here. My kids were here or whatever it may be. But now I'm ready to lay out in the sun, you know, 300 days out of the 365. Well, you know, now we get to podcasts that we've done in, in the past where you talk about what the needs are, you know, what your feelings are around that each person mm -hmm. and then come to some kind of a compromise where maybe you're going to the warm environment part of the year. Or maybe, you know, one person says, okay, I'm going to travel for a while. I'm going to be in the warm environment. And then, you know, I'll come back here. I can't give you a definite. Mm -hmm. It has to be where each person is expressing what's really important to them from a feelings point of view, from a needs point of view, why it's important, hearing the other person's needs and wants, and then coming to something that can work for both of you. Yeah. Okay. And we have a, by the way, we have a great podcast on how to compromise that we did <laughs> not too long ago. Yeah. So yeah. Go, go to the archives, go to the podcast page on the hitchmag.com. Um, okay. So a lot of uh, times retirement will mean um, is for the first time in many decades, in a lot of instances, a couple will be together <laughs> all mm. the time. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and it makes sense, right? Because in the beginning, you maybe got, you know, let's use current uh, demographics. You you graduate high school, you go to college, you graduate college, you start a career. You guys aren't spending a ton of time together. You get married, you have kids, um, and then it's parenting, one shuttling one kid one place, one shuttling another kid another place, or mm -hmm. one person's at work and the other. And so you just are not together. Um, and then you retire. And then all of a sudden, you are in the same home within the same four walls uh -huh. 24 7. And yeah, it'll that... make it even worse. You haven't spent your date nights. So you look at each other and you go, oh my God, who the hell are you and what the hell do I do with you? And it's interesting <laughs> because we've talked about this in the past. So uh, the empty nester syndrome, where divorce rates spike a couple years after marriage, like three, four years. Uh -huh. um, and then they spike again uh in the retirement age or i'm sorry not the retirement age in the empty nest age like 18 20 some years after mm -hmm. um, and it's because kids leave and then all of a sudden parents have to face each other and to your point they haven't been doing date nights they haven't been talking to each other or they've just stuck you know they've been miserable for a long time they stuck it out for the kids and poof divorce rate spike so now we're talking even beyond that retirement happened and it's not like they can go to the office and and get their eight-hour escape. Well, I know a lot of people are, would be pumped if they only had to work eight hours these days. But <laughs> Right. Um, I, I think that what you have to expect is that there's going to be a change. Mm -hmm. And so with any change, there's going to be a period of adjustment. And I think that if you speak to couples who have gone through retirement at the same time, any one of them 
will tell you, oh, it was rough at first, because exactly what you described, you're not accustomed to being with each other, you know, together. Now, sometimes it just works out where you manage to sort of each find your own little way of handling it where, you know, one takes up a hobby and the other one's taking up a hobby. And so you find your own space, so to speak, Mm -hmm. or your own rhythm. Um, It may be that, you know, you have to, again, sit down and talk and say, okay, um, I can't stand being home this much. I need to volunteer. Um, And by the way, volunteering is a wonderful thing to do during retirement because it still makes you feel vital and that you have meaning. Um, And and we have research that says that when you're helping others, it is extremely helpful for your own mood. Um, So, you, you know, you're feeling useful. Um, so even though you're not bringing in money, it still makes you feel good. Um, so you may decide, okay, it was nice to sort of take off two months and not have to get up out of bed at any particular hour, but this is enough already. I need to do something. Um, you know, but you may have to have a a talk with each other about, okay, um, you know, one of us is going to do the shopping while the other one's in the house. And by the way, this works for people who are not retired either and who are living in, in close quarters. One of us will shop while the other one's cleaning the house or the other one will uh, go out and do chores while the other one's in the house doing something else so that you manage to create some kind of space with each other. Because if you're with each other 24-7, for most couples, that that can be irritating. How, how, uh, how important is it in um, maintaining that individuality and uh, in, in just, just in general? Well, there are some couples who really f- enjoy being joined at the hip, but I don't particularly think that that's healthy. Mm-hmm. I do think it's important to maintain your individuality. I personally think that when you can each leave, have your own thing, and then come back and share it with each other, it gives you some novelty. It gives you something to share with each other. Um, you know, it, it, it brings an extra texture to the relationship. Um, I think on the other hand, another component can be that you can be doing some activities together Mm -hmm. that's new and different so that you're experiencing something new, something novel, which is always good for a relationship, but you're doing it together and you may end up hating it. It doesn't matter, but at least you've had the fun of trying something together. So there are lots of different ways that you can be trying retirement to see what's working for the two of you. Mm -hmm. So I know you know this, Karen, but last week I was uh took a trip uh to visit my parents who had just moved into a new home and they are retired and to your point about finding their own hobbies and things so my my dad has his workshop that he can do his tinkering on and my mom has a sewing room uh where she can do her projects and so they are and by the way the the those two things are like at the opposite ends of the home mm. uh, so they uh they can they each have their own space to work on their own hobbies right? Um, to, to maintain that point of individuality and fulfilling the things that they want to do, uh, which I thought was pretty cool that they had the, that set up for themselves. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's great. That's great. Um, now I want to move on really quickly. Uh, do you have any tips for couples who find out that their retirement has gone off track? So uh, it's one thing to envision this is what your retirement will be, but it's another thing for that to actually 
um, come to fruition. And uh, an, an easy uh, example I can think of is, so I might right now envision that my retirement days are going to be spent traveling the world golfing um, mm-hmm. and all these amazing golf courses. But what if health uh, takes a negative turn and I am unable, physically unable to golf on a regular basis like I want to, uh, mm-hmm. which then might make me depressed or something. Uh, you know, how can, I don't know if you could plan for anything like that, but if, if a couple finds themselves in that situation, you know, what are some things that they can think about or do or what should they do to work through that? Well, look, Steve, you know, in life, we never know what's going to happen. And whether it be in retirement that your plans get turned around or whether you're in your 40s and God forbid something awful happens to you and you can't uh, be the entrepreneur that you expected to be, you have to eventually come to terms with it. And part of that process is that there is a sense of loss for what you were hoping that would lead you to a depression. And then hopefully uh, you regroup you come to acceptance, um, and from there you alter your plans. Now, in the particular case we're talking about, it may have to be that you plan trips where you're not golfing. It may have to be that um, the mate um, gets, depending on how bad the uh, illness is, gets help for the spouse and then goes on her own trip because um, you're saying it was you, mm-hmm. you know, the male. Sure. Um, so you know, again, in life, things happen, not what we expect, but you have to then work around what the situation is. Um, and it's sad, but, you know, what can you do? You've got to be able to, to just, you know, um, deal with what comes your way. Yeah, that's life, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and then so I guess my final question is, and and I don't think there is a right answer to this. I mean, I don't know, maybe there is. How often should a couple talk about their retirement plans and goals? And and again, not just the financial aspect of it, because I do think that couples probably do talk about that more than anything else, um, but, but everything else about where to live and what they might want to do and places they might want to travel and hobbies they might want to take up and, and anything else that might involve, be involved in that conversation. I, I think that's going to depend on the couple. I remember I have I have good friends, and I remember years ago I was writing a paper for my graduate program, and I said to them, "So where do the two of you see each other five years from now?" And they looked at each other like I had asked a question as if I was from Mars. <laughs> They're not the kind of couple that thinks like that. Yeah. So for them, the question of retirement would probably occur much later in their lives than it would for my husband and I. Um, So I can't tell you how far out or how often, again, it's going to depend on your personal style, but I would think that maybe somewhere around the time that you're 50, you should start to, you know, vaguely talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in your forties, you're still, you know, doing too much of your um, getting your family set and even self-reflecting and things like that. But I would say somewhere in your 50s, you start to think about retirement. Um, And and then as you get closer, you know, you talk about it a little bit more and a little bit more. I think part of it too is so much changes so quickly. It's hard to make a a hard definitive plan. Oh, uh, sure. You know, 
couple decades out, I mean, you might plan on retiring to Florida, for example, and Florida in 30 years might be underwater. So, uh, you know, plans will change as right. time changes. Um, you, you know, I've mentioned this in the past. Um, one of the things that uh, my wife and I have done is we have a picture uh, of us and it's it's in a gigantic i don't want to say it's a gigantic picture frame but the frame itself has a lot of wood on it Mm -hmm. and it's a light nice big area and we have um with a marker written down on that frame and this was an anniversary idea uh so by our 10-year anniversary we wanted to accomplish these bullet points Mm -hmm. um and it's actually been pretty good like i mean we put some like pretty lofty things on there Mm -hmm. but we have been able to check off a couple things on there very Uh, cool and you know it's one of those things where it kind of gives us direction but we don't have to talk about it all the time but you know whenever our anniversary comes up we kind of take a peek at the at the picture frame and i don't know i think it's kind of neat to have just a couple big big ideas written down visible that mm-hmm. is just a, a reminder that's not in your face but if you're ever like oh, why am I do why am I getting up in the morning why am I doing you know mm-hmm. doing these certain things oh yeah like there's a visual reminder that kind of helps guide you know where you want to go and and your daily activities will help achieve that goal uh-huh cool that's a very cool uh idea I like that yeah so, Steve, yes. you always say to me, do I have any other thoughts? I do. Do you have any other thoughts? <laughs> I do. Okay. So, one of the things that couples don't think about, but I do think is really important for preparing for your retirement, is making sure that you prepare your children to be independent. Mm. Because you're not going to be able to be truly free and retired and thinking about yourself if you still have your kids depending on you. So they should be able to be off on their own. They should know how to do their laundry. They shouldn't be living in your house anymore. Um, You want to be able to do your retirement where it is truly about the two of you. If you've got to worry about, you know, well, I can't come and go because, you know, I've got a child who's not capable or um, still counts on me for X, Y, and Z and can't manage without me, then you're not really retired. I'm going to actually take that a step further and ask you your opinion on what about grandkids? You know, there oh. might be some parents out there who are like, I raised my kids. Uh-huh. I'm happy to participate in grandchildren's life, but I don't want to be a surrogate parent to that grandchild. Like I did that. I don't want to be at yeah. every and single practice. And and- there's a lot of grandparents who are raising grandchildren these days. Mm-hmm. Now, I, my husband and I, every Friday, we help with our grandson. Uh, We did that with our two older grandkids, and now we're doing it with our younger grandson. And this Friday, we're splitting because both daughters need us. Mm -hmm. And that was what we said we would do. However, when we travel, we make our travel plans, and we say, you're going to need to get somebody to come in. We don't, you know, we don't work our plans around them. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and yet I have friends who two, three days a week, they are taking care of the grandkids. Yeah. Um, that in part is 
because of financial problems these days, it's hard to, you know, t um, economically sure. manage and you need the help of your, your folks, but you're right. That's, that's a hard, a hard thing to do. It's, it's hard to retire and have that kind of responsibility. And I mean, and what about having the conversation with your children, uh, where they might have that expectation like, oh, when you guys retire, you're going to have all this time to spend with the grandkids. And you're like, uh-uh, I'm going to have time yeah. to go golf or I'm going to have right. time to take that flower arrangement class that I've right. always wanted to do. Correct. Correct. And I think that it's important, again, when we were talking about expectations, that those ex expectations be discussed up front because otherwise it can lead to unhappiness and disappointment and tension and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So not just with your spouse, but those around you. Yes. That mm -hmm. might have. It's, it's interesting, too, because I know when the initial example was with um, vacations and, and what do you expect to do on the vacation, I know my wife and I um, – She's really good at laying out expectations when we go back east, for example, to spend the holidays with her family and explaining like, OK, so, uh, you know, I will need to do these things. He's going to want to go do his runs in the afternoon. And so mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff is laid out. So when the time comes, it's not like, well, we're going to do these things. Where is so-and-so? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. already been established. This is how it's going to go. And the nice thing is when you do that in the very beginning, now that I've been going back there for a decade, um, it, it, there's no longer these questions about where am I? It's like, right. oh yeah, he's doing his thing. Right, right. And if we go back to the retirement and the children, um, you know, they won't get quite as upset when you take their room and turn it into a sewing room. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I remember the f the first time I went back to my parents' house, and this is before they moved, and they had turned my room into a guest room and changed the decor and everything and uh -huh. hung a TV on the wall. And I was like, oh, my God, this place is nice. What do you guys <laughs> do with my room? Yeah. Um. Okay, this is um and so did you did you have any other points? I don't want to mean to cut you no, off if you No, 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 no. Okay. I just want to make sure that I got that in there cuz I okay. think that that's an important point. Yes, excellent. No, I'm glad you added that. Um okay, well, there you have it everybody. Have your retirement conversation if you haven't had one yet. Uh you can never have the conversation too soon. Um and hopefully you guys can get on the same page before it is time to actually execute your retirement. So uh, I want to thank you, Karen. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. And I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Karen has her own radio show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. And you can find that every Wednesday. Uh, there is a link to Karen's website, drkarensherman.com, on our website, pitchedmag.com, as well as all of the past archives. Uh, and if you want to stay up to date with the latest and greatest, which includes um, a note on each week's podcast, as well as the articles that we put out every week, I highly recommend subscribing to our newsletter. It's free. It goes out once a week, Monday evenings, um, and it is the best, quickest, easiest, simplest way for you to stay informed um, and let the information come to you 
no strings attached. So uh, if you're not already subscribed, uh, do so. Uh, and if you are subscribed but your spouse isn't, let them know because this is a teamwork thing. Everybody needs to be on the same page. So with that being said, thank you one last time, Karen. Take care, Steve. All right. That's going to do it, everybody. Take care. <laughs>